Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. As many of you have heard, I yesterday was on Martyr Maid show, and I uh, highly recommend that you all listen to that. It was a nice two-hour-long discussion. After recording this one, I will go and be on a Latvian podcast, Paklusua, because they wanted to interview me, and, well, I have to oblige, you know. It's kind of my duty being the oldest and largest podcaster over here, but, you know, I hope... That'll, that'll go through well. But um, about today's news. Well, a lot of things have happened. For starters, already the fifth Russian general has been killed inside Ukraine. Or, or so the Kiev government claims. However, Kiev government also had claimed that um, Moscow had you know, gathered about thousand warriors of Hezbollah to fight in Ukraine. Al Jazeera reported this. Well, that might be that might be wrong because currently, the Hezbollah organization general secretary Hassan Nasrallah has stated that he categorically denies such such things, and that uh, none of Hezbollah, no warrior, no expert, is in this battlefield. So you know, maybe maybe some sources made a mistake there or something. But um, yeah, even Hezbollah, out of all people, don't want to be tied into this massive war. One thing, though, is that it um, seems that Russians are now pulling their troops away from the Far East. Uh, the movement has been spotted from Vladivostok and Petropavlovsk and Kamchatka, from the marine bases over there. Uh, the, the forces have been dislo- dislocated to Belarus to compensate the Im- immense huge losses in the Ukrainian war. We also know that northeast from Chernobyl, the Russians have created a eastern war district, uh, kind of a, a back rear echelon. And at this point, they're in Belarus, in the Gomel district. These days, from trains, the Russian heavy uh, heavy uh, tanks and heavy artillery and ponton bridges over, the, over Pripyat are being built. This is reported by Radio Liberty, Belarusian edition. Petrikov, which is just few, like, tens of kilometers from Ukrainian border, in Thursday and Friday, locals have spotted that from the closest railway station through the city, in cars, on various um, various cargo platforms, tanks and APCs and artillery was being, being uh, delivered. These columns were supported by police cars with sirens and lights and everything. 
And uh, yeah, this also just reminds you that it is still very possible that direct Belarusian influence in this whole attack, yeah, that could still be reality after all. That would be extremely sad, but, you know, we have to prepare for the worst, really. Meanwhile, the Russian attempts to create a sort of a pocket near Mariupol and Donetsk and Lugansk regions have failed since their attack has stopped and Ukrainians are counterattacking. However, about 80% of buildings in Mariupol have already been destroyed, which is really sad because they, according to pictures that we've seen, they're moving into more defensible positions and they're just bombing everything to the ground. They're reducing Ukraine to rubble, basically. European Union leaders have agreed and started talks about how Ukraine will be able to rebuild after this war, because it's kind of our responsibility, if they join the EU, and they will, to help them out in this case. And it's just a humanitarian effort that, sh that should, really, should really be done. And um, at the same point, one of the fundings for this is that there's a, there's, a, there's a possibility that the assets of Russian oligarchs that have been frozen now, well, they just might be confiscated and given to Ukrainian government after, after the war ends for rebuilding. This is reported by Bloomberg. On more important side, well, one of my Russian sources, Yulia Lotinina, she um, used to be a journalist for Echo of Moscow until that station was destroyed, basically, but I hope it'll come back. Well... She continues her independent work outside the radio station, and she just um, asked an important question this morning about all the Russian people's, you know, polls. And that made me think, because we have polls showing that 70% of Russians support a war with Ukraine, and that they will also support invasion of the Baltics and other neighboring countries. However, different polls also clearly show that 70% of Russians don't even think that a war exists. I would like to state to the people who pay close attention to these polls, and, and I get a lot of tweets about them, that um, you really can't trust polls in authoritarian regimes. Because, you know, if someone just comes to you and is a foreign journalist, you'll just tell him to shut off and, 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 tell, and tell him that um, you support the Putin's cause anyways, just to not get into trouble, even if you speak with him. And in the meantime, if a Russian journalist comes towards you, or a Russian polling station arrives, then you'll definitely just say you know, what they want to hear to, to get away from all this situation. So, you know, that's why these poll results might differ. At the same time, one other important, one other piece of important news was that um, Russian, largest Russian torrent site, Rutracker, that's the site where all the Russian folks with no streaming access and, and all this stuff, you know, since all the companies pulled off, yeah, they plan to use this one and basically to pirate everything. But the owner of this site stated that he, quote, disapproves of the actions of the Russian government, end quote, and that he plans to block Russian users from using the site. Which, which could then really be kind of the hammer and anvil move, which will make some people actually think about the situation. However, not to be outdone, well, Russian, Russian Federal Agency of Communications, together with a company called Wildberries, they want to allow parallel imports in Russia. That means that they will, would allow basically non-licensed things ignoring any intellectual property to be, you know, put in into Russian territory and then distributed there. Which means that it'll probably be legal to just sell pirated stuff on the street again and show pirated illegal movies in the cinemas and such. And this is what happened in the 90s. In the 90s we had a huge piracy market and black markets everywhere. 
But again, if you go there and you buy some movie which claims to be on a DVD, you might get just a VHS ripoff or the wrong movie and you probably would get scammed. Another major threat is that a lot of economists also state that uh, probably, you know, as your average Russian person hasn't, you know, really hasn't any control over, you know, he hasn't seen many, many dollars, we might see some, um, some poor quality, poor quality forgeries going on with euros and dollars, since, you know, the average Russian person currently, well, he knows that ruble is becoming more and more worthless by the day, but he only has a vague idea of how a dollar or a ruble might look like. So there are rumors that organized crime groups are pulling out their old presses and doing their old tricks to basically forge dollars and euros, which, which they would then, you know, use to scam Russians out of their money. Russian Central Bank has been moving moving towards, you know, kind of stabilizing the ruble by dumping out dollars. And they're, they're basically changing the value of, of the ruble constantly, they're trying to stabilize it, it's going with mixed results, I hope that they fail eventually, but inside of Russia, they will now be calculating the, the exchange rate, not by the day's trades, but only by half of a day's trades, with various machinations, which I don't really understand, basically, but what my Russian economist friends state is that currently, if you have dollars, real dollars in Russia, then if you want to exchange them, then you really should follow the news because if you notice any way that uh, the Russian bank is trying to fix it, they'll be only they'll only be able to do it very short term, and after that, you know, they they just want to they just want people with dollars to exchange them in the official markets for extremely low low exchange rate, which does not reflect reality. Which again means that those folks who are now forging United States dollars and and those black exchange counters, yeah, they'll they'll pop up everywhere. At the same time, the same Russian central bank, which is now trying to manipulate uh, the ruble back to relevancy somehow, looks like they'll probably fail really soon. Yeah, this has, um, they have just allowed banks and other financial institutions not to reveal their business-related information until the end of this year. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This includes this includes 
their shareholders, their, benef their beneficiaries, and any reorganizations that, um, that these organizations could undertake. Which basically means that, um, you know, as the rich people of Russia who own businesses and who have been, well, suffering a lot from the Western sanctions, yeah, as, as they have, you know, as it's more and more difficult for them to keep their assets, they'll have to get them somehow from somewhere. And they'll just probably will want to be able to steal from the Russian people as they have done before. But, um, you know, they still have to run through the paperwork because so the rival groups wouldn't attack them, and you know, so that the whole mess is easier. So, in response to sanctions, the Russian Central Bank has basically ensured that, um, that uh, now corruption is even more legal than before. Great success. Morale is improving. Have a free potato. And um, at the same time, Russia's federal censor has issued yet another warning to YouTube, citing its censorship of, quote, <clears throat> independent Russian media outlets like uh, the state Transputnik, Channel One, Russia 24, Ria Novosti. And interestingly enough, in this list of independent Russian media outlets, they have even included Zvezda, the Defense Ministry's official TV station. Which is crazy, because how can you claim that something that is literally run by your Ministry of Defense is independent media? But, you know, just another piece of Orwellian nonsense going on over there, which is quite crazy. And uh, I have to remind you once again that, you know, we don't, we don't really know much about what's going to happen later on with the year. But I saw some numbers about the African dependence on wheat from Russia and Ukraine. The lowest number, by the way, is to Eritrea, which somehow still remains a Russian ally. And that's almost 40%. All of Somalia's and Benin's wheat comes either from Russia or Ukraine. About 80% of Egypt's wheat comes from, comes from Russia and Ukraine. Sudan is nearby, and list of over 50% is Burundi, Uganda, Tunisia, Libya, Gambia, Burkina Faso, Congo, Madagascar, Rwanda, Tanzania. A lot of countries there will starve, and I really encourage people to think about how we're going to deal with this mess, because Russia does, does need to get sanctioned, after all, but we have to, have to get through everything. At the same time, criticizing Putin, well, although it's disencouraged in Russia, but today what happened is that um, Russia's Federation Council, they um, forgot to disable the comments on your YouTube upload of Putin's speech yesterday in the big uh, pro-Crimea annexation protests, and the responses were just surprising because the people were just openly expressing, you know, being satisfied for seeing so many actually decent, decent, uh, you know, people being on the comments and everything. And this is interesting, because at this very point, Russian propaganda videos, yeah, they have even stopped pretending that people aren't living in fear of arrest. The current, current Russian propaganda videos show that um, if, you are, if, if they arrest you, and if you claim to be for the invasion and support the Z, then the police let you go. Now they're not even saying that they won't arrest you, they're just saying that if you're <clears throat> supporting the right uh, opinion, then you maybe won't you know, get punished that much and punched. Another thing is, um, uh, what I did is I wrote another article for Foreign Policy. I've sent it to, to Mr. Palmer, the editor over there, and I wrote about the similarities of how, how this whole situation is re reminding me of the Prague Spring in 1968, when the Soviets crushed the, the whole Czech uprising thing. 
I won't go into many details, because actually, want you to read the article, because if you read the article, then I'll probably get to write some more. But it was interesting, because the language used there was almost identical. However, when I was researching this, I came up to one of the more interesting things, which is probably going to be a tiny little sneak peek on, on my larger episode, to which I also spent a lot of time working today. But, um, yeah, I managed to find... Um, find I, was, I was sent by my, my colleague... Uh, this this article about the first first mention of Mr. Putin in mass media. This is just to have to give you a preview on what's coming because I'll be digging through Putin and Putinism a lot, so so that everyone can answer the the question, "Who are you, Mr. Putin?" And the first mention is that um, first mention of Putin in mass media is in 1992. It was it was basically stated that mm, KGB colonel is selling, oh, selling off property of Petersburg. And it states that uh, <clears throat> there is another scandal in St. Petersburg. The Committee of Deputies, uh, le- le- led by Marina Salia, has demanded to basically fire the, the chairman of the committee about internal ties of uh, the city council, Vladimir Putin. This KGB colonel, in the past not having any accountability and and permittance from the government had been given licenses to to people who wanted to take oil and fo- oil metal oil various uh, metals and rare earth metals and uh, forests and, and everything like this to to sell abroad to very doubtful and not very well known companies most and a lot of these companies were just basically created just a few days ago. Besides of this, in the majority of these cases, these licenses for selling off state property abroad were given out, given out even before any deals with Western partners were were created, and without even showing any documentation about the fact that they even have the stuff that they promised to sell. And the prices were actually very de- very kind of uh, lowered. The damping was turned on. The prices that put in, you know, sold off this land and gave licenses to the companies and the prices that the companies sold off the, this whole thing, yeah, they were about 2,000 times lower than the market prices. However, Russian, um, Russian customs did not allow... Uh, the, the all this all this you know oil and, and wood and all the other materials through the border and this committee uh, a committee has given these materials to to the prosecutor's office and the Russian R- Russian state human department so that mr. Putin probably will have to have to basically answer answer a court about the fact that he has um, basically you know robbed his own city in, according, in the value of $122 million. Just so you know, when someone tells you about the oligarchs and what Putin has been doing, this is what Putin had been doing in 1992. So, you know, not that much has changed. Anyway, have to get dressed now, and I hope you enjoyed today's, today's episode. Please, if you like the show, consider supporting us on patreon.com or just click the donate button on the eastern board.lv. And donate to Ukrainian charities. Oh, and also, if you don't like the ads, the ads on Acast or any platform that you're listening this to, know that if you listen directly to our home from our homepage, then then that's a different feed, and there you'll have no advertisements.
До свидания, товарищи. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.